0: Cracker, read joke. What does Santa have in his sack? Joe's. I mean, Daryl Clark, wrong show. This is the Totally Football League show. Surviving the sack and the Christmas party this week, Adrian Neil Diamond Clark. Ho, ho, ho. Sam, no karaoke for me, please, Parkin. Morning. You would have. Would have,
1: yeah, I'd have been attempted something. And
0: Joe, Doctor Dre, Crilly,
2: ho, ho, ho,
0: (laughs) right on so many levels. I've heard about you spitting bars, and they were rather exciting. Apparently,
2: it was. uh, I don't know how somebody loses their voice rapping, but I, I managed to do it. I must have been shouting.
0: Have you? At that magnificent football team of yours. Anyway. (laughs) What did you uh, go
1: for, Caroline? Start of interest. Me?
0: Silence (laughs) is golden. Is what I did. And it was a beautiful rendition, Sam. But you wouldn't know because you weren't there. Wins one then for Sol Campbell. Neil Ardley and Paul Lambert. Bradford thumped four past Walsall to move off the bottom of League One. Charlton saw red after 48 seconds. And Cambridge bring the festive feels on the field. As the groundskeepers mow a Christmas tree into the pitch, it is beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Tom Walsh from SB Nation has ramped it up another level, Walshy409 on Twitter, and he has drawn our attention to his excellent must-have Christmas gifts from League One. Accrington have got this Jesse McClure doll. Do you know Jesse? It's from like Storage Hunters or something. Anyway, you can buy that. Uh, but Bradford City's flip-flops are the personal highlights, which are flip-flops done in Bradford City colours secret santas what was your worst <laughs> do you really want to know and uh, are you wearing it you no. do have a lovely jumper on
3: i, I do yeah i'm a very christmassy at this summer mm. year. no you, you really don't want to know about my worst secret I santas uh, well they were rude oh okay. uh, yeah they're rude um stress balls in the shape of bosoms. footballs
0: bosoms. <laughs> <Buzzers. laughs> Sam Parkin.
1: I'm with Adrian. I can't really recall doing Secret Sandwich.
0: Joe Crilly. I've got a Christmas anecdote
1: I was chuckling about on the way in this morning, if you want it briefly. I I would love that. Danny Butterfield, who's Mm. been mentioned on this podcast before, fancy dress, um, Cardiff, American tourist. So picture, you know, Joey, when he gets in the map in Friends and's walking around, he had a map of Cardiff, brilliant outfit, and he was in character all day. So he was getting in the back of people's photos, he was asking for directions. Me and him get carried away during the day, I had a few too many drinks, we're going to go back and get changed for the evening out, so obviously getting into our usual attire. Danny's got comedy glasses and a visor on. We go and try and hail a black cab on Cardiff High Street. He starts speaking to someone in the back of the taxi, he's got his head in the taxi, cab driver drives off with visor stuck in the cab and Danny proceeds to jog alongside the (laughs) cab with his visor in the cab it was just glorious and i I was looking around for the rest of the lads
3: going please please but nobody saw it where's
0: the camera phone
3: oh it was so good that is good that is good that is very good no no we didn't do secret santas we were way too cool for that i do remember dressing up as quasimodo at at south end christmas party once and i got got into a conversation with teammate and they said you're on fire mate and i said I know I keep scoring goals you you know she should, should, should be playing every every week. she should get a move really. On fire. he's like, no, you are on fire um someone one of the players uh, was uh, smoking a cigar, I think, and uh had set, set, hump. Had set my hump light <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and bang went the deposit gutted. <laughs> 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 Joe
0: Crilly.
2: Well, I'd, I'd have nothing to match either of those stories, sadly. Uh, but given the industry that we work in, we we tend to give each other bets at Christmas time. Secret Santa. You um, do not. Yeah.
0: Oh, so such it, fun! Of your po- is that so, is, is so that actually what you do? We
2: all go off and put a five pound bet on whatever, and then just stick it in a hat, and then you pick out the bet. So, I've had some good bets. The, the worst one that I had was. Uh, A couple of years ago, Stormzy to get Christmas number one, which he didn't. Uh, I didn't even know what a Stormzy was at the time. (laughs) But I've had a couple of winners. Andy Murray to win Sports Personality of the Year, a couple of horses to win uh, the King George on, on Boxing Day. So. It's quite oh, fun.
0: Actually, it's quite because I never do the old scratch cards in a Christmas card because if, if you sort of like the person, not really like them and they win 50 grand or 100 yeah. grand, they're giving you none of it, are they? Oh. But you would do that. Well, it's a, secret, it's a secret as
2: well, isn't it? So you wouldn't be able to say, well, actually, that was, that was me who gave you that. Yeah, uh, but- do you want to give me... 10 grand
0: you always end up because you want to tell them how great your present was right so you always end up telling them that was your secret unless it's really naff we've got loads of emails and tweets so we'll rattle on and get to some of the others later one does include an American tourist so funnily enough let's hope they don't go out with you To the Championship then, Leeds, 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 all change at the top after the Canaries drew 2-2 at Ashton Gate. They slip into second, Bamford securing the win for Leeds over Bolton. High fives all round. Meanwhile, a win, finally a win for Paul Lambert at Ipswich. All it took was a wee while. Meanwhile, a Premier League throwback saw West Brom give Chris Wilder his first back-to-back home defeats in charge of the Blades. And no one asks Josla Hucai about his future unless you have a bleep button in sight. What did he say, Sam? Uh, I don't
1: know. Something in a brilliant comedy accent. Um,
0: something how it's the championship. Yeah, it's been
1: been coming, isn't it? I don't know how he's still in a job. To be honest, I think they're unanimous the Sheffield Wednesday fans now. I think Swansea presented them with a goal the other day and great opportunity to get some points, but uh, as so often, just shipping so many goals at the other end. I, I don't I don't want anyone to lose a job, and he seems no. like a really likable bloke. The results dictate, though, don't they, sometimes. Either that, or if a bloke's not a particularly nice man, that doesn't seem to be the case with him, or if you're not hard-working, which obviously I don't know, I'm not on the training ground, but the results for a club of the magnitude of Wednesday are so disastrous at the moment.
0: Swansea 2, Sheffield Wednesday 1. I wasn't going to start there, but the the expletive-laden chat that he had with the local radio um, was quite something and he's clearly a little bit rattled
3: yeah exactly I think I think he's, he's talking himself into the into the bullet isn't he uh, it's hard to understand really what what the Owls board are, are doing really in terms of waiting the results have been going have been poor for a long long time the pattern is set in stone it's not as if they've just had a rotten run where they've been leaking goals um, over three or four games it's ha- been happening over a period of months no, it, it, yeah, the the style of play is, is not conducive to to winning football, unfortunately, at the moment with the players they've got. So, they have to make the change. I said that at the start of the season, this year would be a test of Joselu Hukai's coaching ability mm. because it's his first full season, and um, he's failed the test, and he probably has to go.
0: They're eighteenth. I lost, won, lost, drawn, lost. Brentford and nineteenth. Lost, lost, drawn, lost, lost. Rotherham twentieth. Drawn, drawn, lost, drawn, drawn. Reading twenty first. Drawn, lost, drawn, lost drawn So they do have a win amongst those uh, four that are just above the the relegation places, but it's the manner of it. And if you read any of the of against, those you, against
1: Joe's mob, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm.
0: the win came <laughs> against second bottom Bolton Wanderers. But I just I don't know. I don't know whether I see anything as you say in Sheffield Wednesday mm. that makes you think they've got anything to turn it around.
1: I see enough attacking players that tells me they're not going to get relegated. That's my hunch on it, and that has probably been consistent for the last month or two Forestieri's still missing but I just think in reach and uh, some others Bannon obviously is a player that I've um, talked up a great deal on this show I still think he's a very good player I just don't see still any support for those um, for those defenders Mm. in the midfield area so they continue to concede goals but yeah I, I think a change is on the
3: horizon yeah when you're struggling you, you have to go back to basics and you have to set up a structure to your to your team. If you're not playing well, just make yourself solid and hard to beat. And, the, and from the outside looking in, there appears to have been virtually zero effort put into that aspect of the game. And for that reason alone, I think he deserves the bullet.
0: And you look at they've got a home game against Preston, then they're away to Middlesbrough, then they're away to West Brom, and then Birmingham returns from form at home, uh, Sheffield Wednesday at home on New Year's Day. So it's, <laughs> the run is not enviable. Let's talk about the exciting fair that was the most recent game. Derby nil, Nottingham Forest. Nil, uh, what was the, the tweet that went out? I think from Good Brand Stats, who I absolutely adore, something about it's going to be a cracker, the most exciting East Midlands derby yet. You, um, Sam, were talking this up too, weren't you?
1: No, I said we should probably. Discussed the latest fixture when I was asked yesterday, which was probably the intelligent thing to do, <laughs> considering the positions they both are for, for in the league and the magnitude of the fixture.
0: Look, look at the anger on his face. That's scary, isn't <laughs> it? Like <laughs> Talking of anger, a Derby were denied the easiest penalty to give, according to Frank Lampard. Well, Keith Stroud, the referee, waving away the appeals. It was Tom Lawrence that was chopped down.
1: Well, my uh, girlfriend had strict instructions to record this game because I was covering the Youth Cup match between Manchester United and Chelsea, and I returned and it wasn't recorded so I've done my best to trawl through the um, the highlights what I will say if you haven't seen Manchester United's goals from the Youth Cup last night Mason Greenwood I think he's 17 years old got a hat-trick and if Manchester United aren't too busy taking calls on something else this morning there will be a lot of championship clubs wanting to take him already this was a unbelievable performance to knock Chelsea out and I think he looks ready for first-team football, this kid. It was sensational. Anyway, I got back to watch uh, the highlights of what was... I think
0: probably that was the highlight (laughs) just then.
1: (laughs) It was very much a Derby-looking affair. Uh, Not Derby County, but in terms of the the rivalry between the two. Scrappy, physical. I think the referee got two big decisions horribly wrong. As you would imagine, Frank Lampard articulated it very well after the game. I thought it was a sending-off. Uh, for his player, Bogle, on Osborne, I think it was. And the penalty decision and the way he spoke about it afterwards, Lampard, I would have to echo. You, you know, Adrian, anyone who's kicked a ball about at any level, if the attacking player is trying to get to the ball and gets that little nick and the challenge comes in like that, they're the easiest ones I feel to give. I mean, how he's missed it, the, the foul on Lawrence from where is and that does change the course of the game. It, it makes Nottingham Forest have to change their approach come out a little bit more because I think their, their set-up and their compactness was very evident last night, what you'd expect yeah. from Karanka, especially in a derby match. So that did change the flow on the face of it. The point was probably right. And two teams, I don't know about you, Adrian, but two teams I'd be very surprised if not both of them are probably in the playoffs come the end of the season
3: yeah I I think both will make the playoffs because they're good defensively and because they've got a lot of talent in in forward areas Um, Derby up to 4th
0: Nottingham Forest 7th I agree
3: it was a penalty I agree Bogle should have been sent off for the elbow I've seen players sent off for what Tamuri did with the two-footed lunge as well I mean Premier League I mean I, I kind of always disagree with it because when you take the ball cleanly I'm a little bit old school like that, but, but technically that that is a red card In the as well. rule book, is yeah. that a red card th- for intent? I do you think, think it is, yeah. is well, it out of control. It's a, it's a dangerous
0: tackle. He wasn't in tackle. control. It was it a was, weird it, it was a <laughs>
3: dangerous tackle. The most interesting thing for me as a member of the Left Footers Union was the left peg-off between uh, Joe Lolly and uh, Harry Wilson. Both hit some beauties, I have to say, in the game. And uh, those two boys are definitely going to play Premier League football.
0: Oh, Well, see, I wasn't going to bring this up right now, but I will bring it up right now. Barca Jim, who often gets in contact via at the Totally Show, we appreciate it. That was not a dig, said who will in the championship should be on the radar of Premier League clubs. You stick both of those on it.
3: Yeah. Well, Harry Wilson is is a Premier League player, isn't he? But um, yeah, I I think Joe Lolly will be one that, that could definitely play in the Premier League in terms of forward players Wilson doesn't
0: get called back does he Yeah I mean
3: Jack Marriott. we've mentioned before I think mm. he's a Premier League play, player in waiting but I don't seem leaving I think the ones that are that are most that are most likely to maybe be picked up in January could be uh, Ollie Watkins at Brentford Brentford I wouldn't be surprised if they sell one of their stars and his value is probably plummeting at the moment because he's not in great form after a brilliant start to the season but I do think he's got it I think he's a prim- he, he can he can supplement a Premier League squad and I think you Key don't Mar- think he would
0: be Neil mobile instead no
3: I, I don't know I, I think he's probably a championship player I think he'd score a lot in the championship I'm not sure how how impactful he'd be in the top flight the other one that springs to mind is Kimar Roof at Leeds purely on the basis that he's got, his contract is running down and he hasn't agreed a new one at Ellen Road and I do I've been really really impressed by him he's the right age hard working mobile can score all types of goals I think he could do a job for someone in, in the Premier League for sure so so those are the ones I pick out
0: Om- Wilson, um Klopp, the latest was saying that he hasn't ruled out the possibility of calling him back in January. Whether he, he needs him at, at the moment, big games that Liverpool have got coming up. Sorry, Sam of the Park. Do you want two from me, just quickly? You've given two one mates. Adam Reach, haven't you? Because I think.
1: Sheffield... Oh, I'm not sure. No, no. you don't think Sheffield Wednesday? Maybe, uh, maybe a team Wolves down the bottom end. Yeah. But I, I do like him. Most recently, saw him live at, at QPR, and it was during the spell when they were shipping loads of goals. And I do like him. He's got a bit more to his game than just the spectacular finishes that he's been producing. So, potentially, the two for me, my mate McGinn, obviously, and Eze in time from QPR. Obviously, two players that I know a a hell of a lot about that those two will play in the Premier League, no question.
0: Palace, Bournemouth and Spurs, Ollie Watkins, have all been mentioned. Jack Grealish, again from Villa to Spurs, has come up. Again, uh, Rodriguez West Brom to Burnley, another, and Bradley Dack Blackburn oh, yeah.
3: to Spurs. Yeah, you should have mentioned Bradley Dack. I think I think he's uh, he will get his chance for sure. I mean, he's a he's a number ten that scores goals for fun, and he and he's got that little creative eye as well. So so Bradley Dack, yeah, he, he was uh, an omission on my part.
0: Anyone decent at Bolton? You think not necessarily to the Premier League that Bolton may have to lose in January, Joe Amiobi. Yeah,
2: I could see him moving to a, a team towards the top of the 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 championship, and and maybe Ben Anik, a, a backup keeper for a, a Premier League side. Maybe not in the sum. Uh, sorry, maybe not in January, but in the summer, they're probably the two standout players at Bolton Wanderers at the moment.
0: Thank you, Mister Jim, uh, for your correspondence as always. QPR at the moment, Steve McLaren, despite many bemoaning his his record recently is. Phenomenal. He's turned things around. He was given perhaps that little pat on the back, sacked three times since 2015, twice by Derby, of course, once by Newcastle. Now he's at QPR. Now he's... He's kind of seen off his old side, Middlesbrough, on, on Saturday, and QPR only five points off the Championship playoffs. Yeah,
3: really impressed. Actually, he's, he's proved me wrong. I, I, I'd written him off months ago. So, so look, he's having a great season. They've got the third best home record, haven't they? QPR. So, so that they've made every manager that aims to make their home ground that that fortress um, cliche, and and they kind of are. Naki Wells was probably one of the smartest bit of recruitment. Again, he was he was excellent at the weekend. Setting the halves are good, aren't they? They're, or they've they've become good. During the course of this season, they've built up a partnership, Lynch and 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 yeah. Leisner. So, um, so no, I mean, what what's not to like about QPR at, at the moment? I think ultimately they they don't have the depth there to, to challenge for the playoffs in the long term. But a but season around around 10th, 11th, 12th has to be regarded as a successful.
0: 12 points go to the bottom three is probably the, the stat he'd rather look at at the moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, just on those defenders, I think they've been looking not as solid as mm. maybe they were a month, six weeks mm. ago. Partly... Cameron's injured now, who's I think been the most important sign in. So on Saturday, it was Cousins and Luongo, who are very much in, in my mind anyway. Mass does play a bit deeper, but I used to love them at swing and getting forward and getting goals. So those two are having to adapt their game a little bit. And the other problem is Lynch went off on Saturday and Darnell Furlong who is one of the nicest young kids I've ever met in in the game. Why? What? Not surprised. Well, his dad. I think yeah. first and foremost he's a top man. Darnell, very well-mannered, very good player. Started at right back, had to go to centre half. Not sure how long Joel Lynch is going to be out but really impressive to beat Middlesbrough. One shot on target yeah. for the goal for Middlesbrough. And late on, Tony Incenzo of QPR fame told me this. Aidan Flint, went up front for Middlesbrough and they just boomed it to him the last five minutes and Steve McLaren actually reacted and brought big Matt Smith on. So it was, I think that just tells you a little bit where Middlesbrough are at the moment and looking at the tweets and the reports from the Middlesbrough supporters, I think that's pretty as bad as it's got this season. So great for QPR. I agree with Adrian mid table, snap your hand off Middlesbrough really worrying at the moment and a massive I noted them down. It's Burton tonight, League Cup, Reading, Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich. Three games that they've got to take, what, six, seven points from minimum.
0: Sheffield Wednesday, we've spoken about. Ipswich, though, their their first win for Lambert. Four points off second bottom. Freddie Sears, though. Yeah. Five in seven under Lambert. Five in his previous 51 it's before that
3: <laughs> yeah it is crazy it, it happens though we've seen it a million times where just it clicks with with one manager it gives you that new lease of life I mean it was a real bobbly goal it was, it was the ugliest goal you'll ever see wasn't it from Freddie Sears at the weekend but he's always had that eye for goal and he, he's a bit of a a match winner when he's when he's on form, coming in off the flank to to score goals. So they needed it, didn't they? It was was it two hundred and fifty days, I read, since their last win in the league at Portman Road. So boy did they did they need it. I still think they're banging trouble though because they need a striker. You can't you, they cannot survive unless they recruit, I think, two strikers in January. Jordan Roberts has done alright. Mm. He's a good player, but does a lot of his best work, sort of deep or wide. I don't think he's the natural leader of a line. Could they get... Who is it they sold to to Derby that's not in the team at the moment? Wacombe. Could they get him back, I wonder? He's not in the team at the moment. I
2: don't know if he's injured.
3: They need someone like that,
0: desperately. You know I interrupt Sam all the time, but but Joe really just put his hand up, so (laughs) that's worth an interruption.
2: One of you two said when Lambert took over that there may be a £10 million war chest in January. Do you think that's likely...
1: There is money available and I know that from speaking to one of my old friends who who works in the press down there. So there is money. I don't think to that level. The the problem with, I suppose, what we're discussing is, is it going to be difficult to entice players to Ipswich when you're at the bottom of the table and it is... Yeah, you
3: want a good loaner though. Yeah. That that, that might be the key. Somebody that's out of favour that that could get you the goals.
1: The thing I noticed most from Saturday was Nolan was back in the team and I think by association with the previous manager, it's probably been so difficult for the likes of Nolan with the supporters because of immediately because it hasn't worked out for Paul Hurst. They're bad yeah. players. Mm. And this is a talented boy. We spoke about him enough last year for Shrewsbury. Very talented player. He's playing a bit higher because Skuse has been out and that means Downs has slotted back into Skuse's role. So... It's pretty much. This is my only concern. Well, it's, they will add in the in January, but at the moment it is the same players. Mm. The depth is not there, and he's he's rolling them out week after week. Yeah. And it was as it said on the tin at the weekend. It was a grubby one niller. And uh, I think in the rain, the conditions, that's the best you could have probably hoped for being an Ipswich fan.
0: I was just looking at um, what was the latest on Jermaine Defoe because there's been all sorts of talk. But, but the sniffs around him from Sunderland seem to be getting stronger. Any of the others you, to, do you want to have a word of Blackburn to Birmingham 2, yeah, Birmingham I, improvement?
3: Yeah, I, I was going to talk about Hull actually. No. I just think they deserve a mention. No, I just think we haven't given them a lot of court time, but they're, on, they're, they're in good form. 15 points from from the last eight games, which two
0: 0 is... win over Brentford. Does that say more about Brentford at the moment?
3: Maybe, but but it's uh, it was comfortable. It was routine. And yeah, I just think a, a few of their players, they've got Campbell back in the team. I think he makes a massive difference to them. And Grzycki is a player I've always really liked. And he finally, he, he, he's got himself going over the last few weeks. He's been scoring goals, been making goals, making goals primarily. So yeah, I think Hull are, are picking up quite nicely, actually. Um, they've got a new centre-back partnership. Is it Mazuk and, and Elphick are doing pretty well at the moment? Henriksen's on fire. The issue is still with Hull, what on earth is going on with the owners? And I was, I was looking at the, the stuff in the local press up there, and it's a big story at the moment. They were going to sell the club apparently by Christmas to a, a Saudis a consortium led by the former chairman, Paul Duffin. And uh, now it's not. So I think they really did need to sell it before Christmas so they get the money. Yeah. So that they can spend it in January if it drags on and on and on that even though they're playing well at the moment, I think it could be a, a, a long five months. The
0: problem is, there are so many clubs up for mm. sale or touting themselves at the moment. It's sort of, which one do you, yeah. do you rate above the others? Which yeah. one do you go for when you're yeah. in precarious on, positions? On,
3: on that, by the way, apparently, the, the and this would worry me, apparently the, the, the reason the Saudi consortium are so interested is it's not because of the, the football side of it, it's, it's the surrounding area of the KCOM. Mm. And according to the local council, they've not been contacted now, unless they're lying that if you are going to buy it, you would surely contact the local council and, and say, look, what can we do with this, this and this? So I worry that this might, this might even turn out Duff, to be a red herring. Duffin would know about that, wouldn't he? Surely. But it's dragging on too long and the, the Allen family, they don't want it, do they?
0: At The Totally Show, for anything you want to say, next up we're having a league wonderful Christmas time.
4: You're listening to The Totally Football League Show in association with William Hill. For all the latest odds in the footballing world, check out williamhill.com or download the app. And if you don't spot something you fancy, why not tweet at William Hill using the hashtag your odds for your very own personalised bet. 18 plus only, be gamblerware.org and when the fun stops, stop. Christmas is a time
0: for giving and at the Valley, all it took was 48 seconds for the first card of the day to be handed out to the Addicts, except uh, it was a red. At the foot of the table, Bradford secured a thumping victory over Walsall to send the Dons to the bottom and Plymouth also added three more points to their season's haul with a win over Rochdale. The Lillis said about that, the better. Whilst at the top, Luton have now won six league matches on the bounce. Portsmouth, Stall and Sunderland keep on keeping on. So much love for the Sunderland documentary oh, about great. how beautiful it is, but also the content of it too. Well worth a look if you haven't seen that. 2 1 over Bristol Rovers. Daryl Clark then, leaving Bristol Rovers by mutual consent. He is without doubt the best manager in the history of of Bristol Rovers. He's a likable chap. You hear from the fans, but just pff, too much.
3: Uh, yeah, they had to make the change, I think. He tried everything. We discussed it on the show. He tried the arm around the shoulder. He'd done the, you know, he'd, he'd banned days off. Nothing was working. They weren't scoring enough goals. They were too leaky. So now they had to had to make the change, I guess, reluctantly. And and the big question is now who who's next? I, I know that Michael Flynn is uh, linked with every job, isn't he At the moment, the Newport Gaffer. I mean, he he's the standout candidate, yeah. I guess. But the one name that that cropped up, I know it was was a guy called Ben Garner who's he's only thirty eight. He's been a coach. Uh, at Palace and West Brom and places like that he's basically thrown his hat into the ring and he's being taken seriously so look they, they, might, they might want to go with a young up and coming guy it could be Ben
2: Garner
0: Robbie Fowler also yeah. didn't he I will neither yeah. deny or uh, Joe any odds
2: the odds suggest that they won't go for young up and coming mm-hmm. they oh. will uh, go for tried and tested Michael Flynn Odds on five to six. He's come in from three to one, favourite. So he was favourite when the market first opened. He's now odds on. Steve Cottrell, four to one. Gary Waddock, six to one. Ian Holloway, tens. Robbie Fowler, 14 to one. And unfortunately, Rovers fans, Owen Coyle's name is in there as well at 20 to one.
3: I
1: like Owen. He brought in in Scotland, he brought in the Friday uh, volleys competition because Derek McInnes took it on from him. Loser had to bring in the Iron Brew and the donuts the following day. What? And it was just seven asides, the law. Can I nice... suggest
0: maybe that's why you didn't do so well? <laughs> the iron brew and the donuts. Me in particular, or oh, the team collectively. <laughs> that's
2: why, that why uh, Wanderers got relegated <laughs> because they're having <laughs> iron brew and donuts before a match yeah. on a Saturday. And uh,
0: not that there's just, anything wrong with it. A lot
2: brew. of Scottish clubs do it, and it's synonymous with Owen Coyle yeah. from his
3: period at St oh, really? Johnson brought
1: it in. Really? So I, I don't like know
3: if this team? is relevant or not, but, but I've never had a can of iron brew. There you go. That's tremendous. Yeah. Some in the office wouldn't wouldn't know what it tastes like. Between now and the end of the show, can we get you trying
0: it? (laughs) Yeah, I'm up for it. Uh, Look at that (laughs) devil-may-care attitude. We shall before now and the end of the show, and I know all of you will want to stay tuned for that. (laughs) Uh, Bradford 4, Walsall 0, Charlton 2, Wimbledon 0. Red cards galore in this one.
1: (laughs) Really surprised at how Wimbledon didn't change once uh, Charlton went down to 10. They just completely allowed charting to dominate the ball and just sat in in their shape. They showed no ambition at all, which surprised me to a degree. And obviously, once it got levelled up, there was only going to be one winner. Lyle Taylor, I think he passed the fitness test, then had an injection in his toe and then obviously scored uh, against them as well. What I did notice about Wimbledon on the back of our conversation with uh, Eric Samuelson Mm. the other week was... He started to inject a lot more young players into that starting lineup. Wally Downs, Tenai Watson, uh, right back, Hartigan in midfield, Nightingale, obviously, he's a mainstay in defence, Civic the, off the bench. And my concern with Wimbledon when I saw them a few weeks ago was players that I used to play against, you know, and people well into their 30s, heavy leg, not a lot of pace. So obviously, maybe Wally thinks it's a bigger project than maybe this season, and mm. he's trying to get coaching those younger players and giving them some minutes. So. Listen, I think he wouldn't have gone in and taken that job if he didn't have the assurances of potentially having a summer, January summer, working on them till next year. But another great win for Charlton. I'm finding it hard to see a way out for Wimbledon, to be honest.
3: No, I I agree. I I agree. We, We almost got a hint of that from Eric Samuelson. He didn't want to say it, but but he, he practically said it's not the end of the world if we do get relegated. So, mm. so but, but the issue is, Wally Downs, he needs to give the fans reason for optimism ahead of a League Two campaign. Can't continue to spiral out of control. Uh, Mitchell Pinock, by the way, getting that second yellow card for, for diving, that's got to be a fine. That's what did, gotta, you think? did you think? I, I thought it a 100% yeah. dive, yeah. I only seen it a couple of times yeah, this morning, it, yeah. it looked it looked a clear dive to me. But it's too
0: yellow in, what, 13 minutes?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, that was... Bad decision. By the way, on, on the Lyle Taylor, I remember playing with a broken toe for a few weeks. I had to have injections before the game, but they they wear off. Mm. They don't last ninety minutes. So maybe they've changed now. They've probably been upgraded. Is it but, like when
0: you have your teeth done and yeah,
3: the, the, basically it is. And, and the anaesthetic used to wear off around there about the hour mark. And it was mm. it was sort of how how far could you get through? So so well, well done to him because when you're inside a football boot and you've, yeah. you've got a broken toe, it, it's not fun.
0: Wimbledon, bottom of the table, 15 points. Bristol Rovers, two points ahead of them. Bradford on 18, Plymouth on 20, Scunthorpe 21, Rochdale 24, and then a, a whole host on, on 25. So hasn't all got away. But when you look at Wimbledon 24th, 15, and 10 points between them and, and 18th, yeah. it's going to take a lot to build that back up. Yeah.
3: I was just going to say with Bradford, you you think they're going to, they might kick on now because they're scoring so many goals. You compare them to Wimbledon, you think, well. there's, there's no way that they're going to be close by the end of the season. You would imagine Bradford. Bradford might 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 really improve. It's great to see them scoring goals. They needed and,
0: to minus seventeen. Yeah, exactly.
3: But but they have brought in good players, haven't they? On loan. Uh, yeah. I know that Payne, Jack Payne, who I saw a lot of South Ends doing fantastically well in the number ten position. Uh, I think David Ball is as well in that. The standout guy apparently for for Bradford at the moment is is Lewis O'Brien. He's on loan from Huddersfield, I believe, uh, midfielder. Name to look out for. 20 years of age, he's, he's been playing superbly in a, in a poor team this year and na- now he's shining in a not-so-poor team, which is uh, getting the, the plaudits.
0: Oxford United 2, Blackpill... Blackpill? pill, Black pill? Black pill? <laughs> Nil. Uh, inform Oxford United... Blackpool with those playoff aspirations, though they're, they're four points off the playoff in, in eighth now.
3: Oxford are doing great. 19 points for the last 10 games. Um, no, fantastic the way they've turned it around. And what was what I think is the standout is that playing at home was a nightmare for Oxford. They openly admitted, didn't they? Carl Robertson said, my players hate playing at the Kassam. This was at a fans forum. I don't know if that was a, a plea to the fans or, or whatnot to, to generate an atmosphere. By hook or by crook, whether it's partly that, partly they've just improved, they've suddenly got one of the best home records in, in the division. So, so no, well, well done to them. And, and they've got good players as well. James Henry, he's flying at the moment, isn't he? You have to say that their current form is playoff form. I don't think they need to worry about relegation anymore
0: Andrew in America we won't be more specific than that Andrew in America writes love the show thank you Andrew listen from the USA weekly since it started I'm making a trip to London in February I'm hoping to catch at least two matches he's a West Ham fan so he's going to go to the London Stadium but he'd like to aim for a match On the 16th of February, his options seem to be QPR at home to Leeds or Charlton at home to Blackpool. He calls you fine people. Would anyone like to argue against him going to watch Charlton Blackpool?
1: I can get him some comps at Charlton for sure. Definitely, that's a given.
0: Are you, are you sure you want to tell me
1: this? <laughs> I can, I can text my my friend at Charlton. I've been asking quite a lot of my QPR contact this year for tickets, so maybe I have to level it's things up. What's uh, Adrian's going to tell you how difficult it is to get tickets <laughs> that you got to pay for because I'm obviously too cheeky to ever go mm-hmm. through the turnstile these days. Well,
3: yeah, I, I've tried before on the hoof to try to go to Loftus Road I, I, when I was living in London. Just want to go and watch a game, take my son. You can't just turn up. You have to be a member. And and I even tried the trick of I'll just join but then you have to have been a member for I think for a week. It's so frustrating. I just and especially when you watch the game, the highlights, and it's not a sellout. Yeah. You just think, well you're losing out on money here, the the, the floating punters like myself and, and, and the person that's that's tweeted in. So so now I'd I'd like to see clubs certainly outside the Premier League changing that. that you get role. the
0: argument if it's rammed, if it's completely rammed, mm. then Hook you in as a member and, but, and make sure. But
3: QPR Leeds, it. Leeds is, is a belter because yeah, we talked about QPR. We talked about QPR being really strong at home. Them against Leeds is it's, it's one of those games. Games of the season, I would imagine, at Loftus Road. He
0: is also open to an easy travel day to a great stadium outside London or a fun non-league club to check well, out.
3: I'm sure Joe will tell you the benefits of Bolton.
1: But um, I did go to QPR v Leeds when I was a child, and uh, there was a lot of Leeds supporters in the QPR end, and I was petrified, young kid. Uh, all of these chaps, obviously with deep Yorkshire accents, and at half time, I sidled up to my dad and went, "Dad, what country are they from?" And my dad went, "That's a place called Leeds, son." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bradford and Plymouth to survive in League One, Joe Crilly.
2: Bradford and Plymouth to survive. Well, they're both odds on uh, to be relegated. Bradford two to five to go down. Uh, Plymouth one to two, sandwiched in between those Wimbledon at four to nine. And Bristol Rovers 4-5. to five. So we've got four odds on teams now. So if you are looking at the betting, it looks like those are going to be well, the bottom four.
3: Can I get a price on Accrington Stanley to go down? Because there is no team that's, that's, that's dropping quick, quicker than Accrington Stanley. It seems like five minutes ago we were all praising them and, and, and saying that maybe they can stick around in the playoffs. But they're bottom of the form table. And I would imagine... There'll be some astute punters out there that might think they can get a good price on them right
2: now.
0: 14th at the moment. um, They've just bought the land, haven't they, on on the stadiums built on as well. So things, at least off the pitch, looking all right.
2: That was some great filling there. And they're 14 to 1 to be relegated. So so still a big price. We were saying a a couple of weeks ago that the 16 to 1 for them to go up looked decent.
0: (laughs) More great filling on the way as we head into our third course of our Christmas Feast of Football festivity, which is appropriately called... League 2 Sol Campbell then gaining his first win in football management, although the floodlights tried to stop him. The Silkman scoring two against Crawley to pick up much desired points. So did fellow relegation threaten Notts County. Neil Ardley, two securing a win with John Stess late winner over Tranmere. Elsewhere, a Deirdre stopped the action in Newport. So Milton Keynes couldn't play, which meant that Lincoln duly took advantage and now see the number one by their name instead. Macclesfield two, oh. Crawley nil.
1: I like talking about the quality of the goals once a week, and that was the game for me. Uh, Jarrell with uh, a, a wonderful goal, swirling effort, and uh, Harry Smith, who I watched on loan at Swindon last year from, from Millwall. Got talent, the boy. He's probably going to go for him or bliss it up front, and, and Smith scored a really clever near post header, just directed it beautifully into the near post. So. You see
0: more from them? from Rackford. Yeah, I know of course. They are yeah. already picking up results Well, before.
1: they look fitter and they seem to be having more possession in games and yeah the the stats suggest that since sol's gone in there that they seem to be doing that and um i think out of all the fixtures this one looked like the elements played probably one of the biggest parts because i think it was all Macclesfield in the first half and then crawley really really came back into it after the break so yeah, and a floodlight like failure as well. But, I mean, everything seems to suggest that he's wanting to play football, wanting to play a bit more possession. And um, let's hope that I am eating massive amounts of humble pie come May.
3: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I I, I really like Sol, but, yeah, none of us backed him to do well. He inherited a side that had turned the corner a little bit, have to say that. But, but no, uh, signs are good. If Macclesfield were hoping that the um, star quality was going to bring fans through the turnstiles they might have been disappointed I know that it was a foul day but um, less than 1,500 um, there so Trafford said it, yeah. yeah, yeah
0: over Christmas mm. yeah yeah exactly for Maxfield then three in their four last four league games that they've won Notts County 3 Tranmere 2 they got Grimsby next as well I think so so things could possibly mm. turn
1: yeah well I was a bit damning on them last week but I did speak about the two strikers mm. and it happened again John Stead and uh, Hemmings with three between them and um, I think Hemmings involved in every goal and they got uh, Dennis as well from Chesterfield who I really liked last year so Stead with six now I think it was a, a battling display as you would imagine a bit of a contentious penalty decision I think there wasn't too many appeals from the Tranmere players but I felt he went down a little bit Earlier, and the difference in Neil Ardley from what we were saying a month ago in his penultimate Wimbledon interview. Yeah. He was so chipper at full time, which obviously he's got to win. But I mean, this was a guy that I felt was desperate for a month, you know, with the family and a holiday. But he sounded really positive after that one victory. And he, he highlighted the role of um, Keston Davis, the defensive midfielder, defender by trade. And I think just to give them a bit more security in midfield. He was pivot when that win.
0: Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because we talk about how clubs react after the manager's gone, but very rarely do we see a manager go straight into another yeah. job and, and get that reaction to. And you're right, it looks like a completely, talks it's like a completely... His voice. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah,
2: it's, yeah
3: it's a great first home match. In charge, he scored three goals. Stead mania going on in uh, Nottingham at the moment. Because it was a brilliant performance from him, two goals and an assist. Although Alan Hardy, my friend, I just wish he'd sort of calm down a little bit. He, again, he's come out and said... England, the, the, no, he said that Ardley has re energized the whole club. Now, he might he might feel like that, but it's like probably said the same thing about Harry Kuehl yeah, straight the, away. but the, the
0: chairman's the owners, they're under pressure too, aren't they? To I get, know, but to I thought he was going right. to
3: stop, stop talking and let, yeah. let, let, let let them get on with it. Um, I still think the Notts County need to sign. Several defenders uh, and certainly a defensive midfield player in, in January to, to really stave off the problems. But if Stead and Hemings play like that, they'll be fine.
0: What they have in their favour is Macclesfield bottom on 16 points, Notts County second bottom on 19, then Cambridge on 20, Cheltenham on 21, then Morecambe and Yeovil both on 22. And Grimsby aren't even that far away on 25 and Crew equally on 25, then 26, 27, 27. 30 it is still tight enough to draw everyone back into it Exeter back to winning ways that 1-0 win over crew yeah it's been
1: a poor few weeks for Exeter he's been saying Lee Martin that he wanted to play centrally to the, to the manager and he played just off Stockley where he played an advanced midfield role and yeah brilliant little take the way he shifted it away from the defender and a brilliant finish and I spoke about it last week about the pitch there extra doesn't take the water particularly well so I saw a nice picture of Clive Pring the groundsman on his little uh, whatever it was his little implement to get rid of the water pre pre game and they just about got it on and in doing that saved the lads a run around would be common.
3: Yeah. Can I just um, on a different change in tangent completely just a word of a word he just of just
0: really thing. didn't want your anecdote. But, <laughs> no, listen. I'll give you credit for your anecdote last week. It was good
3: it was good but we've just moved on. Um, <laughs> hadn't we (laughs) i just wanted to praise before i forgot his name referee darren england just want to just want to applaud him for allowing the goal at boundary park did you see it the the andy gray from the 1984 fa cup final where where basically chris o'grady uh shoulder barged him blatantly wasn't it 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 was the most clear foul you could ever wish to see knocked it out of his hands tapped it in and he just couldn't believe that that it It stood, could he? I think he was in a state of shock for for at least 30 seconds. So, so well done, Darren England. A bit of old school reffing. We should
1: give um, Frankie Bunn big credit, by the way, because they had those couple of horrible banana skins in the FA Cup and um, a friend of mine's the goalkeeping coach there now and he'd just gone in. And I said, "Um, are you sure about taking this job? It was before the Hampton and Richmond game, which they obviously navigated and then they beat Maidstone, I think. And they're on an unbelievable run now and big, Part of that moving forward will be the return of Surridge, the striker, yeah. uh, who got all those goals early part of the season. So, great. that oh, Grady's in banging form as well. But Frankie Bunt looked like he was going to be out the door. So, he's done a great job.
0: Oldham four. Very. Two. Any change with uh, Notts County and Macclesfield's odds, Joe? They, they're up against each other on Boxing Day.
2: Macclesfield's odds have come in considerably over the last few weeks, I think. We spoke at one point, and they were about one to six, one to seven to go down. Uh, they're now just one to two, so they're still odds on, but that price is getting longer and longer uh, each each week. Morecambe are the second favourites at seven to four to be relegated, with Notts County now two to one, third favourite. So they've swapped places after the weekend, but as you said, it's incredibly close. And the betting match is that uh, Cheltenham, seven to two, Grimsby, 11 to two, Cambridge, Crawley maybe just out of it 8-1 to one.
0: Shall we have a look at what's coming up over Christmas then In the Championship Blackburn Norwich Brentford Bolton, Derby, Bristol City, Ipswich up against Sheffield United, uh, Rotherham United, West Brom, Wigan, Birmingham. You can all log on and look at the fixtures, but which ones do you want to talk about?
3: <laughs> I'd pick out Rotherham, West Brom, actually, as, as a really interesting game. Obviously, Rotherham are incredibly hard to beat at home, but they always seem to draw, which is just it's bordering on the ridiculous now. Yeah, can West Brom back up the, that great win? Last time out at Bramwell Lane with another quality away performance. You know, they're fantastic on the counter attack, we know that. So, so yeah, it would be fascinating to see, see the clash of styles here. We know Rotherham will bombard the, the penalty box. I still think there's fragility at the back for, for the baggies, but can, can the Millers hold on and, and contain that all star strike force? So, that's a really interesting game for me.
0: Where are you off to, Sam?
1: At the weekend? I don't know yet. Oh, I don't know. Where but, would you like to go? Uh, where would I like to go? Well, I wouldn't want to go to Nottingham Forest uh, if I was a QPR fan because I haven't got it in front of me. Mm, I think there's yeah, a horrible yeah. record there. Yeah. I don't know when the last time they won there, but it wasn't recently. I suppose Ipswich, Sheffield United, just to see if it's a flash in the pan and if they can do it against one of the top sides. Sheffield United seem to have a problem, in my opinion, recently uh, be- taking points off the teams at the top of the table. Yeah. You'd fancy him to win at Ipswich. They're the type of games that Chris Wilder's team need to win. And he went slightly differently against Reading recently in that they didn't have as much possession, went a bit longer towards McGoldrick and Washington. So Sharp and Duffy back in the other day. I'm interested to see what the lineup is and if Ipswich
2: have just uh, given all of us a little bit of false hope.
0: Uh, talking of false hope, Joe, Bolton?
2: Uh, well, I'm off to Brentford's um, Bolton Wanderers. Yeah mum and mum and dad are coming down. They're going to watch Brentford Bolton Wanderers as well. It's my mum's birthday so hopefully they can pick up.
0: You need uh, one three more so you can each a... go to each of the pubs. He's having a prawn sandwich. Yeah, uh, you yeah.
2: are not. I am, yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I, do they do prawn it's
0: sandwiches at
3: Brentford? <laughs> uh, um... Joe, can you can you get your dad to do a uh, just record a post match sort of
2: appraisal? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a video. I'll do a quick 30-second video. Um, but
0: does, um, does it really work on a podcast? <laughs> no, the, the audio will be all right, Well, as long as he's speaking in it.
2: Um, but Brentford are in terrible form, Bolton are in terrible form. I think if Bolton take anything out of this game, it could be the end for Thomas Frank just before Christmas. And hopefully Bolton can get a, a point or three to, to, to send me into Christmas with a, at least a hint of a smile on my face.
0: A uh, Villa Leeds, of course. Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Uh, Villa, Villa, Villa. Uh, any of the pictures from the rest of the leagues? You want to have a chat about Luton, Burton, Albion, Charlton, Gillingham? Those in. In League One, in League Two, we've got a whole host of fixtures that are scrabbling down at the moment. Well,
3: you miss that pop- Pompey Sunderland. Obviously, oh, that's going to be a belter isn't it? Sorry. So long, long trip. But I'd imagine plenty of Sunderland fans will, will make that pilgrimage. Could be a huge crowd. Should be, should be a, an unbelievable game as well. I also think in in that part of London, South East London, Charlton v the Gilles is a is a big one because the Jills are doing all right, aren't they? They've they've, they've picked up a little bit. Tom Eaves, the sort of League One, Andy Carroll is continuing um, <laughs> to run a mark, so he will be the talisman at one end you've got Taylor and Grant at the other so I think that's worth keeping an eye on
0: Swindon Cheltenham League 2
3: that's got particularly bad memories for me not at um, the county ground but
1: I got my first ever red card there against uh, a goalkeeper called Steve Book who it was a wet day it was very like the Troy Deeney challenge on the goalkeeper when you go very early and then halfway through my slide I was thinking this isn't a good idea and I just Took him out. He played up to it, and the crowd were all on my back. And this is a true story. The referee ran in to brandish the red card and slipped in the same fashion that I had, and whacked into me. Did it's you, unbelievable.
0: Did you hand him? A, a well, I'm just thinking quality.
1: you can't give me a red card when you've just done exactly the same thing.
0: And did you say that?
1: No. I anyway. I. I. What uh, did you say? The goalkeeper joined Swindon the following year swerved I remember being in the toilet this first day of pre-season and Steve Book who got me sent off was at the urinal next to me and I was like oh and we just had a laugh about it I was like you are a disgrace I can't believe you did that um, you should
0: but- have said see how wet this floor is yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> it was unreal. I'm sure
2: there's something about tackle in there no
0: <laughs> I did the wet floor we'll just join them both together and um, it'll win. Right, uh, Iron Brew. Have we got any? Oh, it's here! Right, <laughs> hold on, everyone. Iron Brew is on its way. Uh, whilst Abby and the Iron Brew makes its way into the studio, this is our last episode for 2018. We will be back on Wednesday, the second of January, when everything may have changed by then. Do join us then. In the meantime, here is Adrian Clark with his first taste of Iron Brew.
3: Do I have to swirl it around my mouth? Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Come on, we want full description. To swallow it? Yep.
3: This don't, is great. Don't, don't, don't really rate it. Why?
0: What, 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 what fruit is What's it? What's wrong with it? What, what, <laughs> what fruit is it's it? It's purely natural. What's wrong with it?
3: <laughs> I'm, not getting, I'm not getting any
0: distinct flavour. Where would you rate what, my, my, my review of, of,
3: of Iron Brew. Yes, that, is that would be the, helpful. The Scots are easily pleased. There you go.
0: <laughs> On that note, thank you for your company. And reminder, you can listen to the Totally Football Scottish show uh, whenever you like. No, the Totally Scottish football show help if I get it right anytime you like at the totally show goodbye
4: you've been listening to the totally football league show a muddy knees media production for sales and advertising email sales at muddyneesmedia.com and be sure to check out our other football shows on Apple podcast Spotify audio boom and everywhere else you get your audio on demand Supporting your team can be a beautiful thing, but then come the injuries, the goal droughts and the downright disastrous defeats. That's a little bit like life really, and here at the Totally Football Show, we believe we should all support each other the way we support our team, through the good days and the bad. And that's why we're continuing to work with Calm, the campaign against living miserably, a charity dedicated to preventing male suicide. On average, 12 men take their own life every day in the UK, so that's your starting 11 and your manager every single day.